0: I'm Alan Taylor. My buddy Scott Duffy and I are in search of the best burger in America. Each month, we visit a new city to try some of the top restaurants, pubs, and brew houses while sitting down for a candid conversation with some of the top entrepreneurs, athletes, entertainers, and celebrities. I don't know about you, but I love talking business over a burger. Welcome to Business and Burgers. Being that Scott and I are both former surf bums, we head south to another killer beach town. Oceanside, California. We try out some more outrageously good burgers at the local tap house and kitchen, also known as LTH. We couldn't be happier that our pal Miles Kovacs joins us. Miles is the president and co-founder of Dub Magazine, which is topping the charts in the automotive lifestyle scene. Miles is a self-made man and a millionaire. In fact, you may have seen him on ABC's Secret Millionaire. He shares with us how he turned his hardships of growing up in East L.A. into the character he needed to become the catalyst for change for the betterment of companies and communities alike. I'm so psyched to have you here
1: because, again, the, the first time I heard about Miles was that TEDx talk. There was a lot of pain there. Can you take us back to that talk? Well, you know, it was the first time I actually spoke in front
2: of my parents, so that was really difficult to be vulnerable in front of your own parents, wow. right, especially parents that push you to be tough your whole life. So to be vulnerable in front of them was very difficult and then driving through my old neighborhood and stuff, I mean, it was it was tough. And you grew up in East
1: LA. Yeah. Tell us about kind of how you grew up.
2: Seeing all the gangs and the drug dealers and all that stuff and just kind of how everybody's so pissed off, you know, and it, that's what makes it tough. So you become really hard, you know, no emotion. I'm writing a book right now and I realize I never seen my parents hug or hold hands or kiss in my whole life.
1: Wow. Until this day.
2: I think a lot of that was just kind of reprogramming myself to be vulnerable and to be okay with whatever happened to me, whatever I saw, whatever, you know, things that really affected my life. There's only two outcomes, you know, when negative things happen. We've become either bitter or we've become better. I was bitter for so long. Once I realized I wanted to be better, my life
1: changed. Did you, tell, tell us about your school <laughs> experience.
2: I barely graduated high school, got kicked out of school. Going to school was probably one of the worst times of my life because they're reminding me of how stupid I was.
0: Right. Yeah, and, but and see, that, that's the funny thing, because the Miles that I know is the magazine publisher of Dub Magazine and deals with the biggest companies in the world, the auto industry. This lifestyle magazine is iconic. It's so ironic to hear you talking about having struggles reading and things like that
1: when you're the publisher no. of this incredibly no. successful uh, magazine. How did you teach yourself to read?
2: What I tell people is follow your passions. So I was passionate about lowriders. So I learned how to read by reading Lowrider Magazine, not by being in school. But when I'm in these classrooms and I'm getting instructed to, I get so much anxiety, I usually leave. But how do you get over
0: the anxiety now?
2: You got to think about kind of the root of it. So you have anxiety, you have fear, you have you know, nervousness. I started speaking and I was extremely nervous. I mean, really bad. I didn't want to do it. My first actual engagement where I spoke was in front of 200 GM employees for General Motors. And they you know, go up there and speak, and I was just like, no way. Like, I can't. All I was thinking about that time is, what if they don't like me? What if they think I'm stupid? What if they think I'm ugly? What if the big monitor falls down? What if my you know, mic turns off? Whatever it is, right? That's all I thought about the whole time, and that made me extremely nervous. Well, extreme nervousness is caused by selfishness. We're only extremely nervous when we're only thinking about ourselves. So what I do now is I think about everyone there that I'm trying to spread a message to or help or give them tools or guide them. So it's not about me. Once I transitioned my life from being just about me to everybody else, my nervousness went away.
0: Yeah. So I want to get back to where this man got started. I mean, as a delivery driver for a wheel company to one of the most iconic lifestyle brands, Dumb Magazine. You know, I mean, got
2: kicked out of high school, went to continuation school, and then I went to a local rim store and started working as a delivery driver, making minimum wage. But one thing my dad told me, and this is probably the only great advice he told me, right? He said, if you're gonna go work at McDonald's, be the best McDonald's worker. You're gonna go work in a warehouse, be the best warehouse awesome. worker. Yeah. Thanks, Pop, right? <laughs> Big aspirations for me, man. I, I remember that and I said, you know what? I'm gonna be the best driver. I'm gonna go and pack it, pack more tires, more rims in there, get done faster and everything else, right? And that was my goal. The phones would ring. And at the time we would advertising in like Lowrider and our trucking and all these magazines but they wouldn't sell out-of-state sales. So they'd be calling from Texas, Louisiana, and they would hang up. The people that worked there would be upset, like, we don't sell there. And I'm like, hey, we should try to sell there. So I actually went from the delivery driver to setting up mail order for them. And it was because I saw that there was a need. And I took that from zero a month to 200,000 a month in sales by myself. I ordered the stuff, packed the stuff, did the Western Union, everything. So I cut my teeth on Business 101 right there, when I was 16
0: years old.
1: We're doing, guys. Look at this. Well, look at that. Burgers here. Oh, nice.
0: Uh, looks amazing. Oh, brother.
1: Amazing. Go, brother. Tell me what we got here. So we have our 60/40 burger. It's 60% beef, 40% chorizo. Nice. Oh. Topped with fresh guacamole. It's got some charred queso blanco on top. And fried fritas, which are like fried potatoes on top. It's uh, topped with a wow. sunny side egg. So first of all, I have never had chorizo in a burger. You're going to love it. Super fired up about that. I've never had an egg on the burger. You're have you had an it. egg on the burger? I've had an egg on a burger, yes. I've, I've never had an egg on the burger. Where have you been? I, I always put egg on my burger. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> all right, well this looks
0: unbelievable, and I, I can't wait to dig in. <laughs> Chef, you knocked it out of the park, hey, man. Hey, hey, enjoy, guys. Beautiful. Time to eat. Time to eat. I love a place where the burgers are designed by a courageous and passionate chef. This burger is unbelievable. Chef Daniel brings a whole new meaning to the word hamburger. Like Miles, owner of local Tap House and Kitchen Gabe Hogan is concerned with the betterment of the community, donating to multiple local charities while supporting the local culture. LTH is a place to celebrate, relax, or just have your spirits lifted with their insanely creative, eclectic menu, including delicious cocktails and, of course, beer on tap. And lots of it. I want to go back to Dub.
1: And what was the inspiration for starting Dub magazine? You know, the inspiration for starting
2: Dub was really just to make car culture socially acceptable. You know, because it's kind of street and, you know, people thought, oh, if you had chrome rims on your car, you're either a drug dealer or a pimp or, you know.
1: Yeah. And this is 17 years ago. This was 17 years yeah. ago.
2: So I mean, it evolved, you know. And then market evolved, and the the whole rim culture become so popular. I mean, they have 22, 23 inch wheel stock on a manufactured vehicle. Yeah. A lot of the celebrities with Dub Magazine, they made it cool. When people think of Dub Magazine, they don't think of me and my partners. They think of like. Tony Hawk and Snoop and Shaq, and they think about those people. So, I mean, what's been awesome is just, we gave people a forum and a platform to show off. Because mm. before Dub Magazine, what was there five seconds outside the club when they're driving away in their Lamborghini? So it gave them a safe platform to show off, and it also educated the consumers on what they were doing and how much it costs.
0: So Miles, when you first started Dub Magazine, obviously you knew at some point you were gonna have to deal with the big, the big three, the big auto manufacturers. Where did you draw from to go and stand in front of these guys? I was so
2: eager to go to learn from them. So let me see what these guys are all about. Let me learn their lingo, let me figure out what they do, and let me figure out how I could benefit from them and how they could benefit from me. So one of the things that I took away from the first meeting was besides just getting like kind of thrown out of there and, hey, we would never do anything with you as long as we live, was I went and got all of their reasons why they weren't going to do business with us. And I came back three weeks later with solutions for all their excuses. Right. Then I went back. They gave me more excuses, and I came back with solutions. So I went back and forth with solutions to every excuse until they had none. Then they had to
1: do business with us. Right. Where most people, they hear the no's, yeah. right? They hear all these. And you didn't even call them no's. Yeah, absolutely. You called them excuses. Yeah. And they hear the excuses, and then they go away. Yeah. And And so it sounds like you almost, like, thrive on the excuses. Uh, you know, I'm a problem
2: solver. So I thrived on going in there and working a way or an angle for them to understand. These guys were all white, 60, 70, 80, 50-year-old men, right? And I'm talking to them saying, hey, aren't you passionate about Snoop Dogg? You know what I mean? They're like, who the hell is that, you know? Let me ask my grandkids, right? So I got that all the time and it was just like there was no emotion or no passion for Snoop from these particular people. So I'm like, okay, how do I evoke their emotion? And then I would talk to them about them and said, imagine James Dean going on stage or going on a TV show or this movie driving your car. How would that make you feel? I'd I'd be on fire. I said, well, that's the way these consumers in the younger generation feel when Snoop's driving your car on stage.
0: So the connection that you have with all magazines lately is that the industry continues to evolve, right? So how did you evolve with that using technology?
2: Well, technology makes you more efficient for sure, but it's what you do with that technology and then also what you're going to do, what's your ego going to do? Do you need that big building? Do you need that big sign? Or are you going to operate with no office out of your house? With all the technology today, you could run an operation from everyone working at their home through, you know, all these different technologies. I mean, you could see people every day, and most importantly, I mean, you don't really meet that many people face to face anymore. It's,
1: it's such a good point, and we hear it so often that you know you can work out of your house, you can be effective having a distributed team. But I think that sometimes people still fall down on the technology side. It's kind of like what are the things that you need to start with? You know, you need to start with a basic office suite of tools like Word and Excel and 365, that everybody on the team is able to use so you're all operating from the same thing. Is I think when everyone's using the same tools and technologies, it just makes doing business that much easier. Yeah, Everything's talking to each other, you know? Well, it does, and then also, too,
2: if there is an issue, multiple team members could help.
1: That's right. Right, And that, that's the beautiful thing and about it. And you don't it. have to be a technology expert, you don't have to be an IT person or anything like no. that, but everyone's like, you're right, So you talked about climbing Mount Everest. And and I thought I had an amazing metaphor that came from that experience. Can you share that? Everyone around me, like, you know, in the
2: hood, in the streets, all that stuff, they're all like backpacks. The big mistake I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is, oh, I want to stay grounded. I need to take everybody with me. The only people you need to be around you are the people that make you better, not the people that make you bitter. So I had to get rid of all the bitter backpacks. But before I climbed, I took them all off. And I said, look, I'll be right back. Climbed it and then came back and I said, here, this is how I climbed it. Not one of them wanted to climb. So I felt bad. I was upset. And I'm going in there like, you know, just you need to do this. You need to. I realized at that point, that was kind of a turning point in my life. You can't change people. And you can't get people to do what they don't want to do. Mm. That's it. So what I do now is I try to find people that are at that tipping point of change and that people that want it most people are looking for a quick fix so they don't want a solution they don't want to fix it they just want money they want you know like this band-aid right Right. so I get asked constantly for money but I don't give money I give solutions and and to me that was significant because as I sat there I had a you know 8,000 square foot house 15 cars Lambos Ferraris everything and I was the most miserable you know so at that point I said okay I'm no longer going to live half full or half empty like a glass. I'm going to right-size my life. I'm going to get a smaller glass and it's going to be oozing out with joy. Mm. So I went from a almost 8,000 square foot house to a 652 square foot house and I've never been happier in my whole life. Mm. Is that where you are now? That's where I am. But I have a view. <laughs> <laughs> I got a view. Killer view. Yeah. But, but the reality of it is when you could prove that you could go in there to the bare essentials and you could be happy, one of the most kind of satisfying things for me and it gave me just ultra confidence is knowing that I'm the same person whether I walk out of an 8,000 square foot house or a 652 square foot house that's power
0: so before we get done with our burgers we're looking for a little advice for folks from your perspective advice on I want to be an entrepreneur give me some advice if you want to be an entrepreneur you need to be
2: an expert in your field Like, you got to really know who your customer is, right? And I see a lot of people that don't understand that. They're not prepared. So be an expert at whatever field you're in and be willing to change directions constantly. And it's sad because I watch so many MBA business school guys come out and they're like, well, the map was telling me to turn left, but there's a wall there. So I hit the wall. It's like, dude, come on, man. When the map's telling you to go somewhere and there's nothing there, you got to find another map. Right, You have to be able to use your common sense or intuition, and that's the only reason why I've been successful. I'm a street smart kid. Intuition and common sense, they don't teach you that at Harvard, Yale, M- MIT, UCLA, or whatever it is. So I told myself, and I tell all the street kids in the world, if you educate yourself, not necessarily just in school, you'll be smarter
1: than everybody in the world. So with all of these lessons that you've learned, right, and everything you've shared today, my question is, if you were looking back and talking to yourself like... When you were 20, and you got to tell yourself one thing, one piece of advice, what would it be?
2: If I had to tell the young Miles something, yeah. um, I would tell young Miles, learn to love yourself and learn to laugh at yourself. Mm. Those two things changed my life. Who's your hero? You're my hero. You're my hero too, Right. And this chorizo on this burger is my hero, okay? I've never had chorizo in a burger before. good, Yeah, right. this is
0: really good. Miles, you've been the best, brother. Really appreciate you being here with us. Yeah. You're a guy that I, I've enjoyed watching grow because no matter what, you're a hardworking guy, and I've enjoyed being in the trenches with you. So thanks for Likewise. being a good example to me to my you. kids. And there's, is there any advice for me? So uh, two two successful guys. Eat less of that burger... And less bread. That's, <laughs> that's not gonna work. <laughs> I always feel inspired after seeing my pal Miles, and there's so much to take away after our sit-down. But here's some food for thought. There's only two choices when faced with negative outcomes. Become bitter or become better. To be a successful entrepreneur, commit to being an expert in your field and be willing to change directions in an instant. Learn to love yourself and laugh at yourself. Along with a traditional education, learning to use your intuition and common sense will give you the edge you need in order to succeed. Next time on Business and Burgers, we head even further south to Ocean Beach, California to see what all the talk is about at the famous Hodat. Is it just hype or is it well-deserved? Joining us is Matt Terrio. After going from a successful music business to bagging groceries, Matt reinvented himself and his business to create one of the hottest real estate firms in the country. Join us next time and take a bite out of business right here on Business & Burgers. Check out more episodes of Business and & Burgers and our b blog at our website, businessandburgers.com. Also, don't forget to visit our Business & Burgers Facebook page and give us a big thumbs up. Join us each Wednesday for an all-new Business & Burgers presented by Microsoft, where we get to the meat of a successful business.